Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 139 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please do me a favor, subscribe in your favorite, and then leave me a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles that you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc Anniversary Edition, Nobody Saves the World, The Hitman Trilogy, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, Windjammers 2, and Paparazzi. The games coming out this week are Reverie Knights Tactics, Cannibal Cuisine, City Skylines Airports, Summertime Madness, Gav Gav Odyssey, Elastomania Remastered, Swan Chernobyl Unexplored, Cake Invaders, Tycho no Tezushin the Drum Master, Gunvolt Chronicles Illuminous Avenger IX2, Kogan Sword of Rewind, and Hotel Life of Resort Simulator. There has been a big update to Xbox Game Pass, so you can now play the following games on cloud, console, and PC. Rampa Trigger Happy Havoc Anniversary Edition, Nobody Saves the World, Death's Door, Hitman Trilogy, Paparazzi, Rainbow Six Extraction, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege Deluxe Edition on PC, on cloud console and PC, Windjammers 2, and then on January 27th, you can play on console and PC, Tycho no Tajushin the Drum Master. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and this is the biggest news story of the entire gaming industry history. So let's get started as there are six to cover, four of which are going to be on the same topic. So I'm going to read all four stories before I put my input. Number one, this is written by Phil Spencer over on the Xbox Wire. Welcoming the incredible teams and legendary franchises of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. As a team, we are on a mission to extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone on the planet. We all know that gaming is the most vibrant and dynamic form of entertainment worldwide, and we've experienced the power of social connection and friendship that gaming makes possible. As we pursue that mission, it is incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard. Over many decades, the studio and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned vast wellsprings of joy and respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have a chance to work with the amazing and talented and dedicated people across Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Major League Gaming, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. Until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Once the deal is complete, the Activision Blizzard business will report to me as CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can with an Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog. We also announced today that Game Pass now has more than 25 million subscribers. As always, we look forward to continuing to add more value and more great games to Game Pass. The fantastic franchises across Activision Blizzard will also celebrate our plans for cloud gaming allowing more people in places around the world to participate in the Xbox community using phones, tablets, laptops, and other devices that you already own. Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms and we plan to continue to support those communities moving forward. As a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures 
We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. Around the world, there is no more exciting venue for fun and connection than video games, and there has never been a better time to play than right now. As we extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone, we look forward to welcoming all of our friends at Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. Woo! Well, on to number two before we dig in. Call of Duty could move away from annual releases, according to new report. Cat Bailey at IGN writes, in the wake of Microsoft's blockbuster acquisition of Activision Blizzard, some Call of Duty devs are reportedly eager to move away from the annualized release schedule that has defined the series for much of its existence. In a new article that provides an overview of Activision Blizzard's internal reactions to the acquisition, Boomporg reports that high-level employees have discussed ditching Call of Duty's current release schedule. Currently, Activision continues to put a new Call of Duty every year from a rotating series of studios, a strategy that has proven an awkward fit since the release of Warzone. These developers are said to feel that the slowing of the franchise's release cadence would please players who have grown weary of Call of Duty's steady drumbeat of releases. Bloomberg's article cite Call of Duty Vanguard's 36% sales decline in the UK, though it still managed to top 2021 sales charts. According to Bloomberg, the shift may not happen until next year or later, with this year's release expected to redeem the franchise's fortunes. Okay, let's continue. Number 3. Xbox boss Phil Spencer is keen to revive old Activision franchises. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Activision Blizzard has a wealth of dormant franchises that the publisher has seemingly abandoned, but if Microsoft's acquisition is approved, we could see some of them make a comeback. In an interview with the Washington Post, Xbox chief Phil Spencer spoke more on some of the older and somewhat overlooked franchises Activision Blizzard owns. Quote, I was looking at the IP list, I mean, let's go, Spencer said. King's Quest, Guitar Hero, I should know this, but I think they got Hexen, end quote. Once the deal closes, Spencer said Microsoft will talk with Activision Blizzard developers about working on some of its older franchises. Quote, we're hoping that we'll be able to work with them when the deal closes to make sure we have resources to work on franchises that I love from my childhood and that the teams really want to get, end quote, Spencer said. Quote, I'm looking forward to these conversations. I really think it's about adding resources and increasing capability, end quote. Over the years, various Activision Blizzard teams have been pulled from smaller projects to work on the publisher's biggest franchises, such as Call of Duty and Diablo. Vicarious Visions, for example, developed Ponyhawks Pro Skater 1 and 2 and Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy and was folded into Blizzard last year. Hopefully the deal will see some of those teams taking off Activision Blizzard's top franchises and giving a bit more freedom. Alright, one more for this week. Number 4. Xbox lead Phil Spencer, we want to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Jez Coordinate Windows Central writes, This week, Microsoft revealed its blockbuster acquisition of Activision Blizzard King for $70 billion. ABK are responsible for some of the industry's biggest franchises including World of Warcraft, Overwatch, and Call of Duty. The acquisition sent shockwaves through the industry leading to questions and about exactly how the new Microsoft Gaming division would handle such a large purchase. Today one of the questions was answered. In a tweet, CEO of Microsoft Gaming and leader of Xbox boss Phil Spencer signals Microsoft's intent to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, emphasizing that they see Sony as a partner in the widened gaming industry. Phil Spencer tweeted, Quote, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship, end quote, Spencer said. I suspected personally that this might be the case. Call of Duty is a truly massive franchise and its annualization makes it something of a near tradition within the industry. Millions of gamers would experience significant disruption from Call of Duty suddenly being yanked from the console of choice, and that stuck me as something Microsoft wouldn't be about. 
particularly when you consider how Microsoft kept Minecraft on multiple platforms. So much to take in, the biggest news story ever in the video game industry, such a mix of emotions, and I'm personally torn. As an Xbox gamer, as someone who obviously hosts this Xbox podcast every week, I'm incredibly excited. I look forward to playing these games on Game Pass, available whenever I want. I'm excited that my friends and I will have a shared catalog of all these games that we can jump into together whenever we want as part of our subscription. I love the value and the cost savings this is going to bring me every single year, but I am worried. The industry is quickly consolidating and obviously Xbox is at the forefront of it. I have triumphantly celebrated all these acquisitions throughout the years. I loved the Bethesda acquisition. I felt like that was about the biggest acquisition they could make that still felt like it was okay. I understand why they're making the move. They need to position Game Pass as the must-need subscription for every gamer out there, and there are millions of gamers out there, and they're trying to push that into the billions mark. So what do you do? You go get the top-selling franchise in the world in Call of Duty, and now we're going to bring that into Game Pass. You bring the most cherished MMO in World of Warcraft, and you bring that into Game Pass. Now, let's talk about some of the stories that we just went over. Call of Duty could move away from annual releases. I think this would be a great thing. You have Warzone that's going to be your staple all year round, and it really does seem like there's Call of Duty fatigue if Vanguard is any indication. Now me, I'm excited about Modern Warfare 2 reboot next year. I really enjoyed the campaign on the first one, although I don't really play multiplayer anymore. But let these games breathe. I think we could just get a breath of new ideas, fresher experiences from Call of Duty if we just gave them a little bit more time to work on them. Don't think it's going to hurt the sales. They're still going to be the top selling games like they are every year, even the old releases. Seems like a win-win-win. Now, let's talk about bringing some of the older Activision franchises back. Guitar Hero was one of the header images on this story. I personally love Guitar Hero. I don't know if those games will last and live in a 2022 world and beyond. However, one of the biggest things Xbox and the first party has been missing is family-friendly games. So what do they have now? They have the likes of Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. These games are absolutely going to be coming back. I would not be surprised if we saw Vicarious Visions or Toys for Bob's reboot Banjo-Kazooie, a fabled Xbox franchise, coming back in a new way for that family-friendly genre. I cannot wait to see what they're going to produce and pull out of the back catalog, which we'll touch on as the fun fact for the episode. And lastly, Phil Spencer coming out and saying our desire, quote, desire, is to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Everyone is reading into this as they are saying that they are not going to make Call of Duty exclusive in the future. I simply just do not agree. I think Warzone will stay and be supported on all platforms as it currently is. I think all the old games that currently exist, like Minecraft did, will be supported, but I don't think by the time we get to 2023, or maybe 2024, with enough distance away from the acquisition, I absolutely think Call of Duty will be exclusive to Xbox. I don't think you go out and spend almost $70 billion without trying to shake up the industry in a major way. Now, do I think they could try and get and pigeonhole Sony into allowing a form of Game Pass on their console, and that could be the way for PlayStation gamers to play Call of Duty every year? I do. I think Microsoft and Xbox want Game Pass everywhere, on every platform, on every screen, on every console, on every phone. So I don't think Xbox would be against that idea. However, I can't see a world in which Sony actually allows that. It's going to be so interesting to see the fruit of the looms of this acquisition, how it rumbles up the industry. Hopefully, we're going to be in a holding pattern for now. I don't think Xbox needs to acquire any more studios. Let's focus on making high-quality games, getting them out, and enjoying the experiences we have. Now to somehow follow that up, number five, 
Rey Mysterio headlines WWE 2K22's launch this spring. Owen S. Good at Polygon writes, Rey Mysterio, the 20-year veteran of World Wrestling Entertainment and an eight-time belt-holding champion of the Pro Wrestling Foundation, will grace the cover of 2K Sports, WWE 2K22, when the wrestling sim returns on March 11th after more than two years on hiatus. The game will be available on PS4, PS5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. A news release touting Mysterio's pack shot said WWE 2K22, developed by 2K Sports in-house studio visual concepts, will add two career modes, MyGM and MyFaction, and MyGM players will take on the role of WWE General Manager, organizing showcase events and pulling strings to create an all-new brand rivaling the company's Raw and SmackDown brands. MyFaction is more focused to an individual wrestler, where players will assemble and direct a team of dream fighters and take them through weekly events with live service updates. MyGM marks the return of a general manager career to the wrestling franchise for the first time since THQ's SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. Thursday's statements from 2K Sports also promised a redesigned game engine and new controls for WWE 2K22 modes, such as 2K Showcase and the MyRise single-player created wrestler career will also return. For all you wrestling fans out there, I hope this brings you some happiness. I know that the series has been lackluster in years prior. It seems like they're doing the right moves, redesigning the game engine, newer controls, taking some time to polish it up, adding in some older modes, so let's hope this is a recipe for success. And number 6, LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga release date revealed alongside gameplay overview. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, Alongside a brand new gameplay overview, it has been confirmed that LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga will be released on April 5th, 2022. The much-delayed LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga's newest breakdown shows off LEGO versions of all nine films in the Skywalker Saga and how this game is changing up the formula that has been for so long in the LEGO games. We also get a glimpse of some of the over 300 characters that will be playable after being unlocked in-game. Alongside seeing more of the third-person LEGO action that is much more up close and personal than previous centuries, we see that we get to pick the start from the beginning of the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, and sequel trilogy, giving fans of each period of Star Wars a chance to jump in where they choose. The later episodes are locked and will become available as you play through the story of each trilogy. This is a game that is quickly shooting up one of my most anticipated can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm extremely excited for this game. I haven't played this since the Xbox PS2 original trilogy collection of LEGO Star Wars games. It just seems like such dumb fun. I love Star Wars. It seems like a perfect combo for me this spring. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. And obviously, we gotta talk more Activision Blizzard and Xbox. So let's go through the list of every IP that Xbox now owns. Credit to Chris Gullion at VGC. The list of IPs that could potentially be owned by Xbox following Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard includes Blur, Caesar, Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Crash Bandicoot, Diablo, DJ Hero, Empire Earth, Gabriel Knight, Geometry Wars, Guitar Hero, Gun, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, Hexen, Interstate 76, King's Quest, Laura Bow Mysteries, The Lost Vikings, Overwatch, Phantasmagoria, Pitfall, Police Quest, Prototype, Quest for Glory, Singularity, Skylanders, Soldiers of Fortune, Space Quest, Spire of the Dragon, Starcraft, Tenchu, Legacy Games, Time Shift, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, True Crime, World of Warcraft, and Zork. My gosh, what are the years to come going to bring us on Game Pass? So many IP, so many across Blizzard, Activision, King, Bethesda, and all their older studios. This is an exciting time to be an Xbox gamer. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, the really source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes or longer when it is the biggest news story ever in the video game industry. 
And if you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I haven't really touched my Xbox as I've been continuing my journey through Ghost of Tsushima on the PS5, and what a fun experience. Xbox really needs these stellar third-person narrative games on their console, and I believe they're coming in the years to come. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Rose the 93 Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.